Shining City Audio, a John Meacham and C-13 original studio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On April 13, 1743, in Albemarle County, Virginia, Thomas Jefferson was born. I'm John Meacham, and this is Reflections of History. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It was a springtime Saturday at Shadwell, a plantation near Charlottesville, Virginia, when Jane Randolph Jefferson gave birth to a son, a baby who would grow up to embody the best and the worst of the American experiment in liberty. As a young delegate to Virginia to the Second Continental Congress, Thomas Jefferson would draft perhaps the most important sentence ever originally rendered in English. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. He'd had some help, Benjamin Franklin was a key editor, but the words were ultimately Jefferson's. It's a promise the nation failed to fulfill fully, then or now, but the striving continues, and Jefferson fixed the ideal. He wrote this as well, History, by apprising the people of the past, will enable them to judge of the future. It will avail them of the experience of other times and other nations. It will qualify them as judges of the actions and designs of men. It will enable them to know ambition under every guise it may assume, and knowing it, to defeat its views. The fate of freedom, the fate of everything lay, Jefferson believed, in the broad populace. He wrote this, Every government degenerates when trusted to the rulers of the people alone. The people themselves are its only safe depositories. Jefferson's vision was a vision of hope. Wherever the people are well informed, he wrote in 1789, they can be trusted with their own government. And whenever things get so far wrong as to attract their notice, they may be relied on to set them to rights. Not that Jefferson set everything to rights. He articulated a vision of freedom, but limited it to white men. A defender of slavery, he benefited from a cruel system of human bondage. A man who gloried in the possibilities of human nature, Jefferson did not seek emancipation or a true equality of all, even though his words would set a vital course for the country and for the world. 
His rendering of the promise of equality would, in the fullness of time, find expression in the 13th, 14th, 15th, and 19th Amendments to the Constitution, amendments that belatedly extended the meaning of his words to black people and to women. I have noted before that the point of biography is to recapture as responsibly as we can the pressures the protagonist faced, the anxieties he experienced, the fears he harbored, the hopes he nurtured, and the battles he won and lost. There are some figures in our history about whom we shall see the making of books without end. Lincoln, T.R., F.D.R., and Jefferson chief among them. That's because, I think, all of these men held ultimate power at perilous hours, and each fits FDR's 1932 test of a great presidency. All our great presidents, Roosevelt told the New York Times Magazine, were leaders of thought at times when certain historic ideas in the life of the nation had to be clarified. Biography is one means by which we can seek to discover how greatness was achieved, if in fact it was achieved when we all know that the historical actors were as flawed and imperfect as we ourselves are. My own view of Jefferson is that his many apparent contradictions can be largely explained, not excused, but explained, by an appreciation of how he spent most of his days as a public man seeking or holding public office, fighting to address particular situations amid conflicting opinion and countervailing forces. Seen as a politician working his way through what George Eliot would call the dim lights and tangled circumstance of the world, Jefferson became, for me at least, less enigmatic and more accessible, even admirable. For he found the world one way, and he left it quite another. Born a subject of Great Britain, Jefferson died as the author of the American promise that all men were created equal, a promise that's taken too long to make fully real, but which Jefferson set in train. Before we judge him too harshly, we should remember Arthur Schlesinger Jr.'s observation that self-righteousness in retrospect is easy, also cheap. Schlesinger's hero, President Kennedy, would have agreed. JFK said this, No one has a right to grade a president, even poor James Buchanan, who has not sat in his chair, examined the mail and information that came across his desk, and learned why he made his decisions. That's a bit of presidential overstatement, to be sure, but the point remains valid. Politicians live and work in imperfect worlds, where even imperfect results can represent progress. Jefferson said this, I like the dreams of the future better than the history of the past. But the two, past and future, are like the head and the heart, neighboring regions with porous borders, and always will be. Thank you for listening to Reflections of History, a creation of Shining City Audio, a C-13 Originals, and John Meacham Studio. Reflections of History is executive produced by me, John Meacham, and Chris Corcoran, Chief Content Officer and Founding Partner of Cadence 13. Production and editing led by Lloyd Lockridge and Chris Basil. Production assistance and operations by Paige Heimson, Andy Jaskowitz, Adam Macias, and Kelly Rafferty. Research assistance by Sarah Jean Caver. Cadence 13 is an Odyssey company.
Hey mama, we see you. All the visible and invisible work you do for others and yourself. That's why this Mother's Day, the Meditation for Women podcast has a special free guided meditation just for you. Stay to listen to hundreds of guided meditations available for you. Some to help you sleep, start your day, release anxiety, and tune into your intuition. Listen to Meditation for Women on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.